You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 92 with Beth McCord. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, welcome back to part two of the Enneagram series. I am so excited to talk about the Enneagram in the workplace. So even if you're an employee or an employer or you own your own business and you work with clients, this is such a great episode because it really just makes you think how to work and deal with people, you know, that are different types. So if you are loving this episode, make sure to take a screenshot and tag me in Instagram. So you can follow me at Amber Sandberg, or you can just tag me. And I would love to know what your type is. So mine's a two with a wing of three. And that has become really clear to me as I have gotten back into working, doing the podcast and doing the travel stuff. I realize, wow, uh, because I kind of thought I might have been a one and I'm actually a three. So this has been really great to kind of just dig in and get to know myself better in the workplace. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's go to the show. Beth, thank you so much for coming back on part two of Discovering Your Enneagram. And today we are going to focus on the Enneagram in the workplace, if that be that you're working for someone or you own your own business. So you guys, if you missed the past two weeks episodes, I would highly encourage you to go back to those and take a listen and then circle on back. So instead of doing a icebreaker about travel, we're just going to jump right in and talk about Enneagram in a business or a workplace. And The reason why I thought this would be so important to talk about is because I think by knowing your type and understanding it better, you can see where your struggles are and where your strengths are. And I know you are a nine. And I remember you saying that sometimes you need to get behind yourself mentally and then give yourself a push. And Mm -hmm. what's funny is I'm a two and I sometimes feel like that too. Like just kind of like, you just got to do it. You got to get out of that comfort zone um, and just do it. And it was funny because you were saying you need to do it and, and tell yourself you'll like it. Like, just trust yourself that you'll like it. And I thought that was so funny. Um, So can you share with us more on how it can transform how we go about our everyday in the workplace and also relationships at work? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, getting to know your type is going to be so important because you're going to understand your motivations and why things kind of trip you up the way they do, whether in a positive sense or a negative sense. Um, You're going to understand why certain people... Um, frustrate you, <laughs> irritate you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it will help you just to navigate those relationships better if you're willing to do the hard work, which it is really hard work. But it's amazing once you get to understand yourself and the other types better because um, if you're a boss, you can understand your um, staff better, you can encourage them, you can um, communicate to them in a way that lands on them correctly versus the way you think they should you know, hear it. Um, and so it also it allows you to understand their communication style, their conflict style. Um, there's just so many ways to in, inspire the different types to know how to navigate them, um, to be at their best versus forcing them into a, a, a way of working that is really going to just be detrimental to them and to the workforce as a whole. So all of that stuff is just going to be really important, um, to have the most productive and healthy, uh, work atmosphere. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking, um, so my friend and I, she does a podcast as well. And we were thinking about sharing a virtual assistant. And she actually thought it was a great idea and about asking the person what their Enneagram number is if they knew it. And what's funny is she really knows about the Enneagram because of 
our episode, you and I, Beth. So it's funny that she's taken off and run with it. And now she's asking somebody on, you know, an interview uh, questionnaire, do you know what your number is? Because I do feel like if you can kind of know those numbers, you know how to, you know, talk to them and kind of, you know, understand them better to see like why they respond a certain way. And so I feel like people should really get into this, especially if you run a business or if you're a manager, you know, Mm -hmm. to have your team do an Enneagram test and kind of talk about this because then I feel like it's not just, you're just not getting frustrated with people going like, why are they doing it this way? You can think, well, it's probably because they are this number and these are their struggles and, and whatnot. And then you know how to also lift them up and encourage them. So I definitely agree to everything that you said. Hey guys, it's Amber and you've been hearing me talk all about travel and I am so passionate about helping families create memories through intentional travel planning. I know it's summertime and it might not even be on your radar for fall break or Christmas break, but it's just around the corner. It's a perfect time to go to Disney, Mexico, or even a Caribbean cruise. So if you don't have plans yet for those school breaks, I invite you to set up an appointment with me. It's completely free, both for the consultation call so that we can talk about what your plans are, what your dreams are, and put them into action. And it's also completely free to use my services to allow me to come alongside and help you make these plans a reality. So to book your time with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash contact. Now let's get back to the show. I'm going to focus on you for a minute since we know what your number is. You're a nine. So, <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm going to jump into the business. We'll talk about workplace and businesses so that um, everybody, you know, can get a feel for uh, the Enneagram in the workplace. But what would you say as a nine, your hardest thing is to overcome when it comes to running a business? Yeah. So um, I, I think the the biggest thing that nines run into is the thought process there's a couple things. Don't assert yourself because if we assert ourselves and someone else doesn't like it, that's conflict. Even if it's just low grade, they don't appreciate it or like it, or they disagree with it. It feels like conflict to us, which it's more tension um, that we struggle with. Is there tension in the relationship? Is there misunderstandings? Um, And so uh, the voicing my own thoughts and needs feels like, but it shouldn't matter. I want to know what other people want. What what do they need so I can go along to get along? So being my own, um, you know, I have my own business and I have people that work under me. I have to be the one to step forward and to say what I want and to be able to know that. I mean, even nines that have a hard time knowing what they want, which I'm sure for a lot of types out there, it's like, wait, what? How do you not know what you want? Um, (laughs) Because our whole life we've acquiesced to everyone else. And so it takes a lot of time and effort for me to know what I want and how I want it. And and sometimes I don't, and I'm listening to advice from others, which is great. Um, but I still have to be the final say. And so I have to do that hard work, which can be very exhausting. Now for other types, especially like, let's say a type eight, they know what they want all the time instantly. Their gut is very quick and fast. And so for them, that's never going to be an issue. Um, at the same time, they have to learn how to slow it down a little bit, or at least not give their opinions too quickly. So we all have our strengths and weaknesses, but we just need to know what they are to navigate them. So for me, and the other thing is nines have a really hard time, um, promoting themselves or their business. Um, and that's just what you need to do when you have your own business. Hey, this is what I have to offer. You're going to really, you know, love this or need this, or this is going to be helpful for you. Um, this is, you know, what we can provide for you. Um, that's really hard for nine because we really dislike, um, arrogancy, boastfulness, 
uh, pride, all those kinds of things. So we actually steer so far away from it that it's absolutely uncomfortable. But how can I help anyone with what God has given me if I don't tell people what I have? So I've had to learn, okay, I just need to think of it differently. I need to think of it as I'm helping people to know what I have so they can make the best decision for themselves versus it's about me. Um, If I think of it as, oh, look at me, I'm not going to do it. If I look at it as I'm helping people, then I'm more likely to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And some of the things that you even said, I feel like I relate to um, trying, you know, to do self-promotion and stuff like that and not feeling like um, you're pushing it onto people. And and I'm a two, but where I notice things since, and, and I've newly realized that I'm a wing of three, um, is I judge myself pretty hard on what is success. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm like to achieve goals. And then, so if I feel like, oh, it's not where I want to be, then I get really frustrated. And then it's kind of like, oh, why am I doing this? You know? And uh, so I don't know if that's part of my three more that's just like, and I don't know how to overcome that to some degree because, you know, there's a point where I think where my three kicks in, it's kind of like, if you're not doing this, like where you thought you are doing this, why are you doing this? And then, mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that inner battle, right? And it's kind yeah. of like, well, you might as well just give up. And so, um, but that's not my two. So that's where I think when I start mm-hmm. to go into more achieving stuff, I go strong into my three, but I think I live in my two in my normal daily life. That's not related to anything business or work wise, even, even with uh, becoming a travel agent, you know, I, I find myself like really wanting to do well for my boss. I want to, you know, really serve the clients and I really want to make them, you know, have an amazing trip. So I, I, I'm seeing as I start working more again, right. Because I've been home with kids and all that stuff that that three really comes out. But if I was not doing the podcast and I wasn't doing, um, the travel agent stuff, I don't think I would see the three as much. I think it kind of, mm-hmm. I think it came, it started coming back out as I started to do more work. Sure. So yeah. even, even that is interesting, right? That, mm-hmm. that's, that that's why I wanted to do a whole workplace business because I think sometimes it brings out your wings or, yeah. um, or, or your stressors, you know, <laughs> yes. um, or your strengths. <laughs> and so um, anyway, but um, I was going to ask you too, like, do you feel like there is a type that really stands out to you that does really well with running a business? Um, I think that needs to be clarified in a sense, what bit, so, and I'm not saying we'll clarify it, Yeah. but what business, what does that business need? What is the leadership model that is, you know, needed or wanted for it? And the reason why I say that is, um, for instance, when you learn about type nines, they can be slothful and when it slothful means an internal slothfulness, not necessarily a physical slothfulness because they can actually be some of the busiest on the Enneagram, um, but they may not know themselves well and they just want peace and harmony. And when a nine is stuck in that, it can be hard for them to lead. At the same time, a lot of our most you know popular presidents were type nines. So Reagan, um, Carter, uh, Clinton, Lincoln, Obama, they were all nines. And so, you know, a lot of people, if they're just reading about type nine, they're like, oh, they would be a terrible leader. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so what kind of leadership are we needing? And and are they at a healthy place or an unhealthy place? Are they um, 
moving on behalf of others and bringing harmony and um, consensus? Or are they just totally checking out and numbing out and disassociating? Obviously, that wouldn't be a good leader. So all types can actually bring so much to the table. It's just they're going to bring it in a different way. And so some, you know, if there's a company that needs someone that's very assertive and strong and decisive and quick, you, you know, a nine's probably not going to be that. Um, right. That's probably more a, of an eight, right? Right. A type yeah. eight, mm-hmm. even a three or a seven could even be that. And mm-hmm. so just understanding what leadership is needed is really going to dictate what leader needs to be there. Yeah. No, that's good to know. Well, and the reason why I ask is because if you aren't those numbers um, to to maybe look at the other numbers that might do better, right? I mean, everybody can do it, you know, but I was just that I was just trying to figure out like if some numbers tend to stand out when it comes to leaders and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. and just being more efficient. Like I feel like an eight running a business, like, so so I go to an eight when I'm stressed, but I mean, I know I can be strong in an eight too, but, um, I just, I think too. So this is the, this is the, sometimes I feel like I'm in a torture chamber, but like, I'm so I'm a two. And then I'm like, Oh, I want to visit over to my three wing. And then I'm like, Oh, you gotta be successful. Then I shoot over to an eight. And then it's like, you're not doing enough. You need to be like doing this. And so where Mm -hmm. (laughs) sometimes I feel like if you didn't have certain wings or go to a stress, you wouldn't be so hard on yourself. But I feel like because I don't have the eight as my main type, I feel like I, I, I don't, maybe I don't move as fast as I would like to as probably what in, what you would see is in an eight. Um, but, but my mind goes there and wants to be that, but then I'm just kind of like, uh, but you know how I, we've talked about this. I need to decompress and all that. I feel like an eight would just keep plowing through. They're like, I don't need to decompress. Like I'm just going to keep going. Right, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I need a moment here. <laughs> yeah. And eights will keep plowing forward and it it will be at a detriment to themselves and sometimes others as well. So the thing that we all have to remember is every type is going to have their strengths as a leader and their weaknesses. And to be honest with those in yourself allows you to be the best leader. Because as a type nine, I know that if we sit down and do a huge brainstorm and everyone's throwing out ideas, my nine says, now this may not be up for all nines, but for me as the leader, I have to make a decision, which is overwhelming. All of them sound great. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, et cetera, et cetera. So what I've had to do is tell my team, you guys come up with ideas, filter them through, come with your top few, and then I can process that. But if we just do this raw, random um, brainstorm with me in the room, uh, it's going to be, I just don't enjoy that. But there's going to be other leaders that thrive off of that. So if we just know what we can and can't do and put people in the right positions to take care of the things that we're not good at, um, then that's being a good leader. Um, And so... Um, but then at the same time, I love making sure that people are thriving in their best spot. I love seeing people, um, everyone at the table, everybody, you know, has a voice, everybody, you know, so I do that well. Um, and I know I do that well. And here's the thing, you know, just as humans, we naturally want to put ourselves down and I'm not like everyone else, or I'm not a leader like that person. Yeah. You're not going to be like, that's just being human. The more we put ourselves down and say, we're not something that we think we should be, it's only going to thwart us. If we recognize, yeah, I have strengths, I have weaknesses. Let's just deal with it. Um, that's a much healthier place to be than putting ourselves down. It's kind of like the, the problem with Pinterest. Pinterest is great. Don't get me wrong. 
But a lot of times what happens, especially for women, is we look at Pinterest and we're like, we put all of these ideal things in, you know, our, our boards and I should be like that. Oh, I should, I should learn that. I should do this. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, we cannot live up to all of that, nor should we. God has called us to very specific things that we're called to in our own personalities and strengths. Now, yeah, sometimes we just have to grow into something, you know, that's just like me. I may not have ever picked to be the leader of a company, but I am. So I need to learn what that means in my own way. But I think so often we, um, we think we should be all things (laughs) in every category and that's just not true. So own what's yours and work with it, put the right people in the right place on the bus to help you be the best leader and your company to be the best. And so they'll thrive and you'll thrive. Yeah, no, I I really do think that is a good point. And also you were saying how you want everybody to kind of filter, 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 right? Before they bring you the ideas. Well, so Todd is a one and he's a perfectionist. And I feel like you could just get like lost in all that stuff. So I have learned if we want to go on vacations or we want to do something I really need to bring Oh, and he's an information gatherer. So I need to bring as much possible so then I can kind of give it to him. And I am decisive. So, you know, I know him that like if I give him too many things and he has to go do all the research, I mean, he could just get lost in that quagmire. And so kind of like what you're saying, you need people to filter it down, but there's going to be other people who, you know, they're in lack of better words, controlling. And and so they really want to know all those details. They want to know it from the very beginning. It doesn't overwhelm them. They want to be part of every single step. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it's kind of good if you can kind of start figuring out the types of who you work with closely to, to figure out like what works well for them. And I was going to ask you, because we're almost at the end of the show. Let's yeah. say you don't get along with someone in your workplace, either it be a client or a coworker or a boss. Um, and it just seems like you cannot get on the same page and that you literally are talking two different languages. Um, And also coming from a Christian perspective, right? So you just, because that would look very different if you weren't coming from a Christian perspective and um, you're just kind of like, whatever, I don't care. I hate this person. Um, So (laughs) trying to come from it with a godly, you know, um, demeanor, uh, but also sticking up for yourself, you know, and whatnot. So what do you feel like, people should do in those situations to kind of make it as the, I guess, as ideal as possible when it's, it's, it's a big challenge. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is if you're able to know, well, one, you need to know your own type and why you get tripped up and why that person might be tripping you up, whether intentionally or unintentionally. Um, but why is that activating or triggering certain things in you? Um, and then once you understand why, does it really have to like, you know, I mean, sometimes I have to go, okay, that person, they may not have even meant for it to land on me that way. And even if they did, do I really have to pick it up? You know, like my husband says, you know, something, someone drops something on the floor. It doesn't mean you have to go pick it up and own it. Um, so just because someone does something doesn't mean it has to be yours to, um, absorb. So there's that. But then if we understand the other person's type, And they're, when they're healthy and, and, um, on autopilot or unhealthy to understand their life and their struggles and maybe something is upsetting them or they're hurt or they're, you know, whatever it is just to see it through a different lens, to pick up the different glasses of the Enneagram and to see through other people's, um, the perspectives they have on life and the circumstances that are happening. It helps us to at least go, okay, I may not be seeing it the way 
they're seeing it or I'm maybe I'm perceiving it the way they didn't want to perceive it. And asking clarifying questions is so helpful. So let's say it landed on me in a very specific way um, that hurt me or frustrated me. Then I can step back and go, okay, wait, but did they really mean it that way? And so I can ask clarifying questions. And if they did mean it that way, then that's a whole different discussion. You know, then there needs to be reconciliation and conversations around that. But I would say probably majority of the time people, especially let's say in a, in a fairly healthy environment or, or people that are, are trying to, to do well, um, they're not intentionally trying to harm people. Um, so by asking clarifying questions, we can go, Oh, that's where you were coming from. Or that's what you meant. Okay. Um, because a lot of times like for a type nine, I want to say everything that's kind of smooth and kind. Well, eights, they just want me to say it like it is. And if they say it like it is to me, very blunt and direct, because I wouldn't do it that way, I might take offense of it. But now that I understand eights, I welcome it. It's like, oh, okay, I know where they're coming from. And I, I know why they're coming from that, that angle. And they're not intentionally meaning to harm me or hurt me. So I don't have to allow it. Um, so by understanding your type and their types and how they can blend together, it really helps you to navigate the internal thought processes and the reactions that you have in that situation. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. And as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking, I, I do think sometimes people run up against, especially bosses or clients, right? So they have a little bit of a, an upper hand in general. Um, is there a type that tends to be a little bit more insecure? And so what happens is they have to overcompensate. And so it's because they're trying to make themselves look like they know more. Like, is there one that stands out to you that they feel really kind of just like, oh my gosh, what if people find out that I don't know? So then they actually become kind of hard to work with because they're trying to cover that up. Or is does everybody just have that? I was just wondering if one yeah. stands out that's like a little bit more that runs into that challenge than the others. No, I would actually say they all do because okay. I'm, I'm literally looking at the Enneagram symbol <laughs> and all of them and how they do that. They all do it differently. Um, you know, the the fives, if they feel like they are... They don't know enough. Like if you, if they feel like you're reflecting that they don't know enough information and they're incompetent or incapable, they're going to react because mm -hmm. that's a core fear of theirs. If an eight feels like you think that they are small and weak, they're going to react to that. Um, a nine is going to think not much of themselves. And if they think that you also don't think much of themselves, they're going to react, but they're going to do it in their way. Um, and so it just kind of goes you just have to know the mm -hmm. personality to know why it tripped them up, yeah. why it activated them, right. um, and how they respond. And so by understanding all of that, which I know it's a lot of information, but by understanding that you can navigate it like, oh, I get it now. I mean, I'm yeah. sure like you and Todd now, mm -hmm. since we've walked through a bunch of stuff, it's like, oh, not that I get it, get it, because I'm not your type, Yeah, yeah. but I now get it enough that we can actually have a conversation about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it does help. So I guess I, I want to end this with um, saying that definitely know yourself so that you know what is triggering you from someone else. And then kind of like what you said on the parenting episode, that go through it, you know, um, and kind of start knocking off the numbers that you don't think that the person, whoever is challenging you the most, and then try to kind of keep narrowing it down and just see, <clears throat> maybe just look at what 
those triggers are of those numbers that you think, and then just maybe start working around that. I mean, obviously you're not going to know for sure unless you make them take the test. <laughs> right. And yeah. I guess if you're close enough, you could be like, Hey, can you do me a favor? Let's take this test. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do think that kind of helps to just narrow it down to have like a better, uh, you know, perspective, kind of like what you were saying with an eight, you know, you know that they're going to come without much fluff and just know like it's, totally not personal. That's just how they talk. And so it kind of helps you to not be upset or get, you know, offended that they're talking to you that way. So this has been really great. And, you know, I feel like this can help people in the workplace and and running a business. So Beth, as we wrap up, where can people find you on social media and your website? Yeah, um, we've got a really great following on Instagram mainly. Um, We do some on Facebook, but the community really is um, more, uh, they communicate with one another and tag each other on Instagram. So it's um, your Enneagram coach on Instagram. And what I do there is I'm um, doing a two week uh, series where every day during the weekdays, I put up each type's number and on a topic so that you can learn about each of the types in that series. Um, And then my website is your Enneagram coach.com. I have online courses um, which are my coaching in an online version so that they're more um, economic and feasible and you can do it at your own pace and you have them for the rest of your life. And then I do personal coaching, whether it's um, individuals, marriages, families, businesses, um, and I also speak um, and do presentations. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys, I know a lot of times you're driving when you're listening to podcasts or you're working out and you can't write this down. So if you're, you know, trying to remember what was her name, how do you spell it? You can always go to mominspiredshow.com. Look at the show links. I'm going to put all her stuff in there, her Instagram um, handle and her website so that you can just easily find it in one place if you can't remember. Beth, thank you so much for doing the two-part series. I always have so much fun chatting with you about the Instagram. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you guys, would you like to have every podcast episode in your inbox on Tuesday? That way you don't have to go search for it or have to remember that, hey, a new Mom Inspired Show has aired today. You can have that. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com and subscribe. If you're looking at it on your phone, just scroll to the bottom, enter your name and your email. If you're looking at it on your computer, it's going to be on the right-hand side. That way you won't miss an episode. And I'm also going to start including travel tips every week. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week.